0: Joanna Carl with a weary she encourages Have you felt a sense of rejection after the loss of a job or maybe the loss of a relationship that you really wanted to work or maybe feelings of rejection from your childhood When you wasn't chosen for the team. Or maybe those feelings because you were adopted. The trauma that it left you. Feeling those feelings of rejection. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about are you projecting those same feelings toward God? Listen here. good morning wisdom family i hope you guys are doing well today i have something to share today that um is really has been my life i didn't realize it um but it has really been my life stories excuse me for my voice being a little raspy It's i don't know it's the texas weather is weird um It'll be chilly in the morning and hot in the evening, um, and it, it just does a number on your voice. So forgive me for my raspiness, but my heart is is here, um, and I believe that God is here with us as well. As you can see today, we're going to be talking about you are accepted and not rejected by God. You are accepted, not rejected by God. First before we get started there is so much i want to share with you and i have also invited uh hey miss lisa she has been a um a true support to me um i i've also invited amber with the b channel as well as taylor and i always say <clears throat> whoever would like to join us you are certainly welcome to come as well and if you have a word of encouragement as it relates to this subject I certainly welcome you to do so again we're talking about rejection Um, we're talking about the fact that in spite of the rejection you have been accepted by God you have been accepted by God so without further ado um, as a believer, as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're gonna go to him and we're gonna pray, and we're gonna ask God to come into this conversation today because it's a conversation. um I believe that in Isaiah chapter four verse eighteen, he said, "Let us come and let us reason together. you know sometimes we have to get past all the lies, all the foolery, so we can hear the truth of God's word so With all that being said, let's go to God in prayer. It's early this morning, but that's all right. Maybe that's why my voice is raspy. Who knows? But anyway, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Lord, that, God, you allow us to come into your presence. Truly, Lord God, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. This subject is broad and it has so many layers, Lord. But God, what you want to say to those who would are willing to hear, Father, I pray that God will be able to say it clearly, we'll be able to say it in a way that God will penetrate hearts and penetrate minds. Lord God, we can so we can throw out these seeds, but I'm asking God that you will water the seed. And that, God, these seeds that will be thrown out today will not only be watered, but, Lord God, it will grow. And, God, it will grow to a place of faith and faith in you, trust in you to do the impossible. But not only to do the impossible, but it will lead many to want to know you, to be in relationship with you. Lord, we thank you for these things. Lord, everyone that will speak, Lord. I, I pray that God, at the end of the day, we would only be voice boxes. We would only just, Lord, we will hear from you, God, because you are the one that has the words of life. We are mere human beings. But you are God, and you are God alone. So we thank you, Father God, for all the good things that will be said, that will be heard. And I even pray that will be felt. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I wanted to share this subject on rejection. You are accepted and not rejected. When I, I I often go back and listen to our conversations, and I think the last time I was with you guys, I talked about how um I talked about how you know shared my testimony, how um God called me out of darkness into His marvelous light, and I want to share a little bit about that as it relates to this subject, because Lord. I think we I, I think many of us have experienced um rejection on one level or another, and we're gonna talk about that, whether it be rejection, um, oh gosh, relationships, family, friends. We could go on and on. But I also want to talk about the deliverance that we can experience as a result of the rejection. I want to talk about the destruction of rejection. I want to talk about how rejection is a cesspool for the enemy and the lies that he will tell us and project into our lives to the point that it will cause us to go in so many different um, destructive directions. That's what I want to talk about today. But before I begin to, I see somebody waiting, but I want to share this before we start open up the floor. I want to share this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I remember, you know, I didn't think that this was something I didn't feel. I I found myself. I went over all the things that I wanted, the scriptures um, with Lisa last night. And I prayed about it and I thought about it. But then when I thought about it more and more, I started to realize this is my story. When I was um, growing up, uh, my family wasn't a actively, let, let, let me put it like that, that. I didn't see that they were actively um, pursuing the heart of God. And being that I didn't know my father. And I was going through what my family did not know at the time. I was experiencing um, abuse, sexual abuse, and even um, some physical abuse. And I remember be- because I did not know my father, I-, I had a stepfather that was active in my life, but that was not the same for me. I remember laying in my bed. And I remember realizing that I felt so alone. I felt like I was not part of my family. I felt, I just felt so rejected. And I remember crying out to God and saying, Lord, would you? I don't remember saying God, as a matter of fact, I just kept saying, cause I was a child. All I kept saying was, I want my daddy. I want my daddy because I was in pain, y'all. I was in pain. I didn't know how to verbalize it. I found myself being, um, I I was suicidal. I did not want to be here. I don't know. I don't know that I was really serious about it. I just wanted it to stop. I wanted the pain to stop and even when i was removed from the situation i found and i realize now on the other side of it how rejection had planted itself in my life and how it had rooted in a really ugly way it had rooted in itself in guilt and shame and I felt insecure, promiscuous. I mean, in every negative way that you can imagine, rejection had planted itself. But God, the time came where I moved here to Texas and was removed from the abuse. I was going to high school and there was a young lady And I didn't know, again, if you go back and listen, I think I've shared it. I didn't know what it was to have a friend. And maybe I had friends, but in my mind, I didn't know what that meant. What did it mean? I didn't know. But this girl approached me and started to share what she understood about God. I remember seeing this big old Bible, I don't know about y'all, But back in the day, we all had these big old family Bibles and my mother had one. She was no exception. She had one in the hallway and I didn't understand what his purpose was. But anyway, I never saw anybody. I didn't know what it was about. What was that thing about? I don't know. Anywho, she started to share what she believed about God. And basically she talked about not wanting to you know believe in God because you don't want to get burned up in a hellfire, well, that was attractive to me i didn't I didn't want to be separate I didn't want to die i didn't I didn't want to be burnt up I didn't know have no idea what she was talking about, but it seemed like it was something that I needed to hear, but as time went on, I started to realize that this was so much more it was so much more it was God calling me to a place of acceptance. Realizing as the preface for this conversation today in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that I had been chosen, that I had been accepted, that God wanted me to be a part of his family. You, As a child, you can't imagine what that might have felt like for me like knowing all this time I felt like the black sheep I felt like you know I I I didn't feel good about my color because I was always made fun of because I was dark complected and then when I looked at my sisters and my sister and brother who complexion was different from mine that further made me feel this Um, rejected. My name wasn't the same as theirs. uh, And I didn't realize maybe I was the only one going through what I was going through. I was feeling so much rejection. So to realize that there was a God, the living God wanted me wanted me wanted me that was significant and that is significant when you're dealing with rejection to realize that you have been accepted to realize that you have been chosen Let's see here. I've invited uh, Lisa. Lisa um, is gonna join me. Good morning, Miss Lisa. Good morning, how are you? Girl, uh, I know we talked about it, but I prayed about it. And I I thought about what you said last night let god lead you let him flow and i have to admit when i went back to the scriptures i started to see even deeper as it relates to um our subject today rejection so i I first want to invite you what are your thoughts this morning well
1: you know i feel like sometimes rejection is just um sign from god for redirection you know, we see it as something that's, you know, oh, my God, like, oh, this is happening and I don't like it. And um, it brings a sense of insecurity, you know, like, why, you know, why am I in this situation? Why don't people like me? Why am I not being accepted in a way that I feel that I should be accepted? Uh huh. But I sometimes feel like when you're being rejected in one way, it's just God trying to redirect you in another way. Right. You know, just and and when I say redirect, I don't necessarily mean a path as to where you're going, but redirect within yourself. Yeah. You know, give yourself a moment to say, you know, I know I can't be that bad, okay? Because if you was, you probably wouldn't even still be here. You know, like you could have not made it. Right. Right. So I see it as uh, being able to try to reflect back on yes, I'm hurting. Yes, I don't understand it, but I do know that I have a father that sits above my natural mother and father. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that it may be uh, something that I need to redirect. You know, instead of putting all that emphasis on why someone is not treating me and making me feel accepted, why do I go through that when I could just go through the source, which is Jesus Christ? Exactly. And if you don't know, because there are some of the beliefs people out there, let's just be honest, uh, they don't know that. I mean, we have, you would be amazed at how many believers we have that do know, they know Jesus, they are aware of Jesus, and yet still feel rejected.
0: Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
1: And then they have some that uh, don't know Jesus and live in the torment of rejection. And I think that's only because. First and foremost, they don't know Jesus. Right. And the point is, where do you meet those people at? You know, what words of encouragement do you give those people?
0: And and I think that, mm -hmm, go ahead.
1: Yes, we do have to go back to Jesus for people to, you know, get the gist of it and get a better understanding of this is where it starts or this is where you can end up. Mm -hmm. But if they're not a believer, if they're not a believer, you just got to meet the people where they are and say, you got to be the god that they see right you got to be the one that tells them jesus loves you and that no right. matter how much rejection and how much torment that you you know you faced in this life that think about it if you wasn't meant and you didn't have a purpose you could just be removed from the earth yeah so you got to make them people him. feel validated and make them feel like you have, it's a reason why you're still here, sir. It's a reason why you're still here, mm-hmm. ma'am. And that reason has to do with whatever your purpose is. And whatever your
0: purpose is can pretty much be your story for his glory. Amen. Amen. That's true. I mean, that's true. And I think that one of the other things that I have to say that we did talk about is that pro- when you project onto God, but before mm-hmm. I go there, let's address the unbeliever. Let's 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 address that. Okay. Um, yeah, there are natural ways that you can deal with rejection. This is true. Um, but I believe that when we ignore, I believe that we are we are beings, right? And what do I mean by that? We I believe that we have been created in the image of God, and what that means is. God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Holy, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is three in one. That's what I believe. But I believe we were made in His image. We are not three people; we're one person. We have a body. We have a we have a body. We have a mind, and we, it's comprised of a soul. That soul, when the soul has been ignored, when the soul because because I believe that the root of rejection goes all the way past your physical. Your mental and even down into your spirit, man. So the unbeliever can go and get the help that they need mentally, so that they can function. But I believe that when the soul goes rejected, when the soul goes—that's uh, let me say that again—when the soul goes neglected, then you can't experience the fullness of healing and restoration. You need, you need. I, I, I can't. I, you can't get around it. You need your Creator, God, to heal the wound of rege- rejection. Goes that deep. It goes so far. Like you can choose to. Um, you gonna go to therapy. That's good. You can have friends. That's good. Um, you can do some spiritual something, another, I don't know, some, I don't know, I you know, Buddha, 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 Buddha I don't know, all of that. <laughs> but if you ain't going back to your, the true and living God to get the healing and restoration that you need, you cannot reject that third person in you. You know, as I shared with you, we have experienced a lot of death, the wholeness of all of who you are, When your body dies, when your mind dies, your soul will still exist. And if we have ignored that part of us, that dies too. That part becomes separated from God. So when we start talking about the spirit of rejection, it's necessary, it's vital that we attend to this part of ourselves, especially when we're talking about rejection, when we're talking about roots. See, the enemy, when we talk about that, he said, the Bible says that he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. I heard a pastor kind of explain it a little bit, and I'll explain as best I know how. But when the enemy comes in to plant a seed, he don't want you to just, he don't want, want—he—he, he, you know, yeah, you went through the thing, but he want to leave something with you that destroyed your whole life. So you thought that it was just that You thought that, you know, you went through that experience and it's over with. But at the end of the day, it it went deeper than that. It created a root. And the root had fruit. And the fruit is what you see in your life. When you're going through why are you dealing with guilt, why are you dealing with shame? Why are you dealing with insecurity? Why are you dealing with like I nobody love me? God don't love me. Don't nobody want me. I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worth anything. Where does that come from? That comes from that root, that that comes from that soul wound. It's a soul wound. It's a soul wound. That wound to go, that wound is so deep that only God. Only God can touch it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not good to uh, get therapy because I, I'm a product of that. I believe that therapy is good. I think many of us can benefit from it. But is it the wholeness? It is. Is it all that you need? There's a spiritual component to our body, to our our being. That if that part of us is not attended to, then we will not experience the full, complete healing that God wants us to have so that mm-hmm. we can continue on in life and do it in a way that is healthy, in a way that's whole. We ain't talking about money. We're talking about wholeness. And I believe that this is why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come for all the, They didn't recognize him because he didn't... It wasn't about this religious... It wasn't about um, the things this outward appearance it was about an inward working that needed to ac- ac- that needed to be accomplished and that's what he was doing nobody could tell because like we was reading last night about isaiah 53 he wasn't recognized because he it wasn't about it wasn't what they thought a king should look like that was not what he was doing he he didn't come like that he came. And the only ones that was would, would recognize him is those who are truly, truly having walk with him. This is a day thing with them. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? And so it's 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 very important that. I can't, I can't, I mean, you either going to reject it or you going to accept it. If you truly want the wholeness of God, you have to, we have to realize if you want to be in a place of realizing that you have been accepted, you cannot neglect your soul, the soulless realm. You cannot reject that part of you. You just can't. You know, one of the things Lisa and I talked about that I didn't realize the reason why I started, and you know, I'm always asking God, Lord, what can I share with your people? And I noticed that there is a pattern. I'm really bringing you all along in my journey with, in my journey. Actually, I'm bringing you along with in my journey, and I feel like I realize and know. That I'm not the only one in this journey. I realize that I'm not the only one traveling this path. So many times I'm sharing with you what what God is showing what He's showing me in my own life, and the thing about it is, what I noticed is that uh, there was a statement that was made to me, right? And as a podcaster, many times I have to go back over. I go back over um, the lessons that I've I've taught. I'm listening for clarity. I'm listening for format. I'm listening to to make sure that whatever it was that I said was clear and if if I wasn't clear, how can I make it clearer the next time that I come back on so what happened was in the midst of that, I was like i I heard somebody say you 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 are uh stuck on yourself, and I said what I thought to myself, "Wait a minute, let me investigate that before I reject what it was that was said to me," and because it was said to me twice, I said, "Before I I reject what was said, let me go investigate and let me pray about it." And before I knew it, I found myself. I said, "God, am I, am I, am I, am I that way? Am I, am I, you know, stuck on myself or whatever the case might be?" And I heard. This scripture in my spirit, I heard. Uh, the scripture said, uh, uh, I, I, "I was I was thinking about Samuel. I thought about not Samuel, Saul, and how Saul was rejected. He, God rejected him. But that's all. But if I wouldn't investigate, see, that's why the Bible says you gotta you gotta try the spirit by the spirit. So I started I, before I knew it, I found myself." In 1 Samuel chapter, and that brings us back into the lesson, the prelude to what we're talking about. Again, we're talking about you're accepted and not rejected by God. See, sometimes we can get stuck in a place. We can get in this place of what I call projection. You know, you're projecting on to other people what it is that you're feeling within yourself, right? So when I thought about when I heard this in my scripture, I said, God, are you? Are you saying to me that you reject, you know what I'm saying? Like you comparing me to Saul, you know, Saul. Well, let me read what what happened with Saul. The the Bible talks about in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 5 through 14. It says that um, the Philistines mustered a mighty army of 3,000 chariots, 6,000. The Philistines was their enemy. 3000 uh, a army of 3000 chariots 6000 charioteers as many warriors as the grains of sand on the seashore okay that would make you trip out you got that much coming against you right he said that they camped at Michmash, east of beth haven the men of the men of israel saw what a tight spot they were in and because they were hard pressed by the enemy they tried to hide. that'll preach. They tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. Some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of Gad and Gilead. Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgad, Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there for seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier. But Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, bring me the burnt burnt offering and the peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Now, what you don't see is Saul messed up. Saul said, Saul replied, I saw my men scattering for me. So he did what, what God told him not to do he was supposed to wait on Saul but because of his fear he did it himself he did it himself that's a lesson in itself so what happened the result was he said he did it himself and this was the it, this was what what the fallout was verse 13 how foolish Samuel exclaimed, Samuel being the prophet, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would establish your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. Two things just happened. Saul was rejected as king and God has chosen a man after his own heart who happens to be David. Ooh, that's a lot, y'all. I just said a mouth full. I got to give a little bit of a history lesson. Now, over the last few weeks, We have talked about Solomon. We have talked about, uh, and now we find ourselves talking about Saul. But we did not, we circling back around to David. But we always going to talk about Jesus because all of them, Jesus being the high and lifted up king. But we are all talking about kings in the line of David. Saul was rejected as king. He was not rejected as a man. Let me say that again. Saul was not rejected as a man. He was rejected as a king. If you follow the life of Saul, you will see that Saul had a whole moment after he realized that he was rejected as king, not as a man. God didn't reject him as a man. He rejected him as the king over his people. Why did God reject Saul as king? The Bible says that sin separates us from God. It says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. What is sin? Sin is the transgression of God's law or rebellion against God. God gave Saul a instruction. His instruction was to wait on Samuel, but he decided that he was going to keep on going and do it his way. And as we go on and we keep on going and read the life of Saul, at this juncture in his life we'll see how saul was jealous of that da- now eventually david was chosen in his place and you'll see how in as a result of this rejection how how he was jealous he dealt with the jealousy of the of david david has slain his I, I, what do i do David did you know all the people is you know we find a, a an account in a bible where it talks about how David did all these great things you David has killed his tens of thousands right he's comparing himself to what he's been able to do versus this young dude David right these are the seeds of rejection but i would even say projection because he's projecting That God has rejected him, but God rejected him as king over his people, not Saul himself. When I think about projection as it relates to rejection, we often find ourselves in this place. Where we are we are projecting our own inner feelings of he don't want me no more. He don't love me. This feeling of being off of awful what somebody else did or maybe what you perceive God did. You're projecting all of that onto God. So therefore, the enemy has done his job in that there's a separation you feel. Now, God ain't went nowhere. God ain't went nowhere. You, you That's you. Projecting onto God. That God don't love me no more. God don't want me. Just like this person didn't want me. Just like these people didn't want me. And like Saul. Just like God don't want me. He don't want me. So then we spiral down into this place of rejection. Now we feel that we're not, we're certainly not accepted by God. And at the root of all of that goes further. The root, the person is the father of lies. Now we we have identified the lie. Hath not God told, hath not God said a lie dressed up? in what we think is the truth. These are lies. We have to be able, only God, because it's so pervasive, so, so so intermingled that we have a tendency to blame it on many things and we don't realize that's why rejection the root of rejection is so deeply diabolically evil in all its forms and if we do not get to a place that we deal with it in a way where we can experience the true healing of, that God wants us to have. We will never get to the place that God wants us to be. And to realize that we have been accepted by God. God loves us so much that he sent his own son. Isaiah chapter 53. He, We rejected. We wanted this man. We wanted a man to lead us we want a man to guide us matter of fact we want to lead our own we want to lead our own lives even though we don't even know the end from the beginning we don't know if we are coming or going half the time we don't want god the very when we read go back to first peter chapter two to nine he said he is the chief cornerstone you want to stand you want to be built you want to be a house You want to be a a house that can't stand? You got to remember who's the chief cornerstone that we keep rejecting because of our own perceptions. Welcome back, Lisa. We keep rejecting because of our own perceptions of what, who we think God is. And that's why we so messed up. And when we look at, Lisa, when we look at, excuse me, when we look at David and he said, how foolish Samuel explained, you have kept the command the Lord God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom forever but I have sought after, see what the, I, when I look at this, you know, I don't know the mind of God, but I can tell you what I get out of this. Why God put this little part right here, right next to somebody that's just experienced rejection next to a man after his own heart. What is God saying? What does God say that, 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 What is he saying? He's saying that he wanted, if you wanted to be a leader, a man that wanted to speak for me, first of all, you need to have faith in me. First of all, you need to absolutely love God's law. First of all, you have to be truly thankful. First of all, you have to be truly repentant. Was that where Saul was? Is that where we are? I got this from GodQuestions.org. You can go over and check it out. He has a whole article out there called A Man After God's Own Heart. Do we want to be people after God's own heart? Because that is how those are the steps that we can overcome these roots of rejection because really the truth of the matter is we have not been rejected we have been chosen the lie that the enemy wants you to believe and stay in is that your mama didn't want you so god don't want you that man didn't want you so god don't want you that job didn't want you so god don't want you that's a lie that's a lie. Don't eat other bit of fruit. Check it out. It's a yeah. lie. Examine from it it's, it's from the It's truly from the pits of hell. And when we recognize it, when we recognize the arms and legs of it, when we see it, we see it in guilt, we see it in shame. You know what shame is, Lisa? Shane yes. truly is self-hatred. That's really all it is. It's hatred.
1: Hatred from within. It's from within. It's
0: from within your it's from within. If we can and I, and I don't ahead. understand, I don't
1: understand how we can have such self-hatred for ourselves when God created us all uniquely in a special way. You know, like, I guess I think back on when people were here and now they're not here, they're deceased or whatever, and we're still here, we should see that as a gift of God and what he want to do with us. You know, like right. why we take ourselves for granted? which brings, you know, but that, that, like you said, it's self-hatred, but a lot of that self-hatred comes from, like you said, rejection. It's rejection. Ridiculous. comes from a lifestyle of believing, oh, no one wants me, I'm no good. And that's not true, because we all here for a purpose, so you, you got to be some kind of good, some kind of way. But we fail to realize that because we want to think that you know the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and to devour whoever he seeks. And if he can get a hold of your mind, where well, he get a hold of your mind, he get a hold of your actions, and then your actions is what allow you to feel the way you feel because you think in a certain thought. Right. We gotta get control of the
0: way we think. <clears throat> exactly. But I I think that it's important that, I mean I mean it's all true. You know it's all true. You know in First Timothy uh no let's go back to um let's go back i, I let me read the scripture that we share but you are not like that for you are chosen you are a chosen people you are a royal priesthood those of us that choose to follow you are chosen you have not been rejected the enemy wants you to think that you've been rejected you know, I read in psychology today, one of the things that I I saw them say, and I was like, uh, I can't give it that. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this was a, this was a way of saying, um, there, uh, what he said, rejection does not respond to reasoning. Well, that's a lie in itself because again, Isaiah chapter one, verse 18 says, let us come let us reason together so god is saying i can handle it what are your questions what are you mad about what do you not understand why do you feel tell me all about it god is big enough to handle all of your questions all of your confusion all of your anger all of all of the pain that but you feel God can enough,
1: handle it. Are we, but are we small enough to come under the authority of God and be receptive to what He's saying?
0: I guess what I'm trying to say, and that, and that's the point. That's true. But I'm saying on the front end, you, I, what I want to be able to say is sometimes we don't want to go to God because we think God can't handle what 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 it is that we got going on. Those feelings of rejection. Oh, He ain't gonna understand how I'm feeling about this dude that don't want to, that ain't receptive. He ain't going to understand that I got fired on this job. He ain't going to understand that my family ain't feeling me. He ain't going to understand that I feel ugly every time I look at myself and, and everybody else, I make th- they make me feel like I'm ugly too. So I'm, I feel rejected. God don't understand that. You see what I'm saying? Yes, but see what, I, the, what I was the, saying. That's
1: the lie that the devil's told me.
0: Right. And so what I want to say today is in Isaiah chapter 53, 3, he said he was despised and rejected a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him. looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. If you've made it to the end, then I hope that this segment is helping you in some kind of way to know if you don't know anything else if you've ever felt that you wasn't wanted by anybody else you wanted by God if this has helped you would you consider subscribing would you consider sharing this true with someone else this is Dewana Carl with a weary she encourages and I do hope and pray that you'll join us again on tomorrow in part 2 in the meantime stay encouraged and keep fighting the good fight of faith